0: Hello and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esti Gordon-Levin, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. So... Um, for those of you that are new here just to give you a little bit of a background on myself is that I work in the wedding industry. I do off-premise catering sales for a big company based on Long Island and I do you know my like planning and things like that on the side just always had my hand in wedding planning over the course of like 10 years. So I help a lot of people out with that. And on top of all of that working in the wedding industry and that being a big focus of my life and my career. I also was a bride somewhat recently. I got married in February when COVID got really crazy again. So I dealt with all of that stress, totally understand, have sat on the bride side of things as well as the planner's side of things. And um, that's just a little background on me. So Um, If you are a wedding industry professional listening to this podcast at this time, I am sure that you are literally busier than ever. I mean, September is kind of like our um, World Series in regards to wedding planning months. So um, no exception for me. It has been pretty crazy, pretty busy. I'm recording this episode Sunday night. This episode will go out tomorrow. We're now almost kind of midway through September, and it is really crazy. And then you add in things like for people who um, have kids starting school again, um, Jewish holidays happen this month, Labor Day weekend, like it is just absolutely psycho. So... Um, I haven't done an episode in a while because of that because it has just been kind of crazy and hectic in regards to my schedule being like all over the place but I'm back because I do have some exciting things that are going to be coming up and I will talk about them later on this month once I have like a few different dates settled um, then I will talk about them But um, I did want to hop on to talk about off-premise weddings today. So by off-premise, I mean any event that is happening that requires a tent. There's a lot of different off-premise weddings that, you know, can happen. But specifically, I want to talk about tented weddings because tented weddings have become more and more popular over the course of the last two to three years due to everything that has happened throughout the pandemic, people wanting, um, it to be outside for it to be safer. Um, and just now going through, you know, if you have the property, it's like, well, why go somewhere if I can do it at my home and, you know, kind of do it the way that I want and not really like have to maybe adhere to like rules of the venue. So, um, one thing that I really want to mention first, a lot of people have this perception that if you do a tented event and you do it at your home, that it will be less expensive than doing it at a venue. Now, I want to completely take that theory and come and take it out of your head because it is very far from the truth. I'm not saying that you can't do things on a budget, I'm not saying that for some people that it hasn't worked out that way. It, you know, lightning does strike sometimes, right? So um, it can. But for the most part, off-premise weddings, specifically tented weddings, tend to be more expensive um, than if you were to go to a venue and, and do it there. And there's a lot of different factors to that. Um I'm going to speak from like the catering aspect for a second. When you work inside a venue, you typically have a kitchen to work off of. When you don't and you're working over at somebody's house, you're bringing all of that kitchen equipment to the site. So maybe it's not a house. Maybe it's a field, you know, maybe it's a barn um, venue, you know, something like that. And you need you need that you need to bring everything on site so a lot of those fees go up so your price per person ends up being more money than say you doing it at a venue because The chef and the culinary team have to factor in bringing all the kitchen equipment with them, setting all of that up, breaking it all down, bringing the box trucks, having a generator. You know, a lot of people don't think about things like that. Generators um, are heavy. They're hard to um, just kind of bring on site so that is why your catering bill um ends up being a little bit more extensive than so to say when you are within a venue because all of the cooking is being done on site there might be some prep off site but 99 percent is happening on site and that adds in extra hours extra labor and um, extra travel time so that's first and foremost Also, when it comes to your vendors, you want to think about things such as um, if you have a tented event and it's outdoors, you want to make sure that you have proper lighting. So sometimes that means bringing in actual fixtures. A lot of people will do chandeliers. Some people will do bistro lights, fairy lights, but you want to make sure that it's enough to light up the space, not make it too bright, but have enough light that you know, everybody can see and it's not too dark, Um, especially for all of your vendors on site who are kind of maneuvering around and making sure that everything is set up accordingly. So, you know, there are a lot of different factors that go in. So your rentals, other than your lighting, other than your tent, you would have a separate dance floor, you would have Um, tables, chairs, linens, napkins, glassware, china, silverware. Um, You want to make sure that you have the right size tables to fit the right amount of people at that table. You'd be surprised how many times I run into it that a client will do their rentals on their own and um, the rental company may tell them, oh, this table can fit 12 people at it, but in reality, it can only fit eight. So those are things that you need to kind of be prepared for because you don't want to have those surprises the week of. And something that I, I definitely recommend is if you are doing any, any type of event, um, you know, I know we speak about weddings, but any kind of event that is requiring... Um, all outside vendors coming in, including the catering, I would recommend, highly recommend having a planner um, or at least your catering team working out then the timeline for you because the timeline really should go off of your food service and all of your formalities. So what are your formalities? Um, Speeches, first dance, Parent dances, Um, if you want anything like throwing the bouquet or the garter toss, I personally haven't seen those in many, many years, but they are formalities should you like to do them. Um, Cake cutting, all of those things that are picture worthy or um, milestone moments for your day, you really want to make sure that you are making a timeline that accommodates all of those formalities as well as food service around those just to avoid any any kind of craziness at the moments that shouldn't be crazy Um, you want to make sure that your people have time to dance and enjoy and have fun and you also want to make sure that they have time to eat without having to get off the dance floor to do so So a lot of those formalities typically should take place while everybody is eating so that you don't have to stop the flow of the party in order to do some of these formalities, such as speeches, so to say. So something that I really wanted to mention is that I do recommend if you are having Um, a wedding whether it's at a property that you rented like Airbnb whether it's at your home whether it's in like an open field or a barn or somewhere that is a little bit more like unique um, is having a wedding planner there who can coordinate the timeline of your day so I wanted to jump in to say that because I work a lot of off-prem events because that's what I do. <laughs> so, um, and I notice, you know, fortunately for me working on the catering end, I always say like caterers are just like wedding planners. Like they totally understand all of the things that that go into um, the timeline of your day and making that timeline makes sense for you, for your guests, for the staff, for everybody involved. So I, I always recommend having somebody on your team of vendors who can handle all of like the timeline and make sure that everybody is on the same page. Also, as the client you should make sure that you have certificates of insurance from every vendor who is on your event. Why is that? You need to protect yourself as a homeowner, as a client, as a bride and groom. You need to protect yourself god forbid anything were to happen. Um, you know, electrically you want to make sure everything is like safe. You want to make sure that contractually you're getting everything that you're supposed to be getting. So I always recommend, and you know, this is coming from, um, a catering aspect because as the catering company, um, we typically come in and do it all. And we're just used to this and we're used to providing certificates of insurance and liquor licenses and, um, those things to protect the client. Um, but not every client would know to make sure that they request those items from their other vendors. So florist, photographer, videographer, DJ, band, you know, photo booth company, making sure that you have those certificates of insurance, um, Hopefully, you never have to use them, but it's nice to know that you have it just in case. So um that's another reason that it's really good to work with a planner because a wedding planner will kind of take over and get those certificates of insurance and work with your vendors to let them know the timeline as well as times to set up, break down, um, arrive on site, all of those things, load in, load out. Um there's always a method to all of the madness. And um, I found the need to really talk about this because September is a big, big month for weddings. Um, It's usually really, really great weather here in New York in September. Um, God willing, you have a sunny day and, you know, you're able to do things that are outside. So, tented weddings and Things like that are really, really popular in the month of September. So I just wanted to kind of throw this out there, give everybody some insight into that. I think, I think tended weddings are incredible. I think they are, um, something very special because especially if you do something in your backyard, um, nobody else is going to have that in in that same location other than you uh because it would be your home and that's just it's unique and it's special to you and god willing that you have a good weather day it really is um It's really something to see. I mean the photos come out beautiful and it's nice to have like some outside aspects with some formalities of a dance floor and assigned seating and and things like that but still like the bistro lights and the twinkle lights like they really make it look so um, enchanting and romantic. So I'm a big 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 fan of of Tented Weddings. Um, I think that they're a huge wave of the future. I think we're gonna only continue to see more and more of them. Um, had I gotten married in a warm weather month, it's something I would have totally considered. However, I did get married in February, so it would have been maybe a little bit chilly out there. Yes, could have heated the whole thing but it wasn't um, it wasn't the right thing for me at that time, but I I love. I love an outdoor wedding. I love something tinted. I love seeing the string lights. I just, I think it photographs beautifully. And I think that it's super, super special. And, you know, like I said, it's definitely um, a thing of the future. I don't see them going away anytime soon. And I hope not because they, um, they're they really special. Um, every wedding is special in its own way. But it is nice, To know that, like, it's almost kind of like a -a once-in-a-lifetime spot, a lot of these tented weddings, because it's usually at homes that belong to the couple or family or friends of the family, and it's really, really, really nice. So that is just my little two cents of the day, uh, just on on September and weddings and off prem weddings and tented weddings and things that are popular and things that, you know, to consider when you're having an off premise wedding of, you know, you want to make sure that you're hiring true professionals for your day. And especially when it's off site because um you know, there's so many factors involved—weather, um, timing, traffic, all of that—and you just want to make sure that you have the right people on your day. And uh, sometimes it's just about you know hearing the things that you need and that you should invest in. And I do think that investing in um, a good wedding planner, a good catering team, help make that that process that wedding planning process go really smoothly. So that is that for today. Um I am wishing all my wedding professionals um a happy <laughs> middle of September. I hope that you are all surviving out there cuz I know how crazy it gets, but um you know, it's our season, it's our Super Bowl. So uh let's just do this. We got it. And To all my brides and grooms out there planning. Um, If you have any questions, you can always feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to help you any way that I can. And and, um, that is really it for today's episode. You can uh, check it out anywhere that you listen to podcasts, subscribe, rate, review, let me know what you think. Uh, if you're not already following me on Instagram, please go follow me at The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your special day, and of course, hiring the best in the business for your wedding. Until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.